Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. Kush Babajana! This is what I was going to do because I knew what you were going to do and I thought, no, I'm, I want to move on. <laughs> <laughs> you want to start this one? I know what he's going to do. <laughs> anyway, I'm James. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> and welcome to hopefully, probably the last episode five, I think, of Series 2 Monty Python. Yeah. Yeah, because a series is what they call seasons in England. Yes. Just like usual, uh, we will talk about post-university pre-Monty Python. Ha! Huh, tell a lie. Ah, already done that. Go back, listen to those episodes. <laughs> Instead, I have some specific series two notes about what was going on between series one and series two. All right. Yeah. So we're not doing the weird time hop thing. We're not, we're not doing the time warp again. Aw. But if you want to take a jump to the left, you just take a jump to the left. I'll take a step to the right. All right. I'm going to move on before you do a pelvic thrust. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Um, series two, we've got a few episodes to talk about. Going to do a few things. But first, normal things is kind of recording this the same time as you did one of the others, you know, but because I'm a lazy bastard when I edit these, I don't want a four hour episode. So I want them split. <laughs> yeah. I, I am on my third uh, Shinerbach, which isn't that big of a deal. It's four and a half, uh, 4.4%. So it's not super strong, but I think Jody's got a new beer for this episode. I do. I do. And I just opened it. I, I, I tried to keep with a the theme here. I, di I didn't have any more English beers, but I did have a Scottish beer that James gave me. Ooh, which one? Uh, well, let me take a sip first. Okay, we, we could do that. Well, you can do that. I'm drinking my American German beer. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'll, I'll, I'll keep that rating where it's at. Cool. Innocent Gun, barrel-aged, blood-red sky. Oh, that's the rum barrel one, right? It is It is a rum barrel-aged red beer, is what it says on the label. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. I mean, I've never had a bad Innocent Gun brew yeah i gave it a 3.75 so not quite as high as the fuller zsb but still good yeah greedy you, bastard stop being such a stingy ass <laughs> on your ratings <laughs> you, you you like innocent gun more than i do true uh, but this I is do. good this is good <laughs> did, did, did you did you like it yeah it's good <laughs> there we go <laughs> <laughs> that's what you were waiting for yeah it sure was <laughs> Anyway, are, are you ready to move on? I am. All right. Uh, so series two, um, which is funny because I'm actually going to go back and mention one thing about series one because they had these numbers after series one ended. Uh, the first series had 55.5 million watched Sunday nights at 11, 10 p.m., which is a bit over. I checked this number. In 1970, that would have been just over 5% of the population, which seems small, but a Sunday night at 11 o'clock p.m., you still had 55 million people tuning into Monty Python. Wow. Damn impressive. Yeah. And we talked about how they jacked with their scheduling for season one in the series one arc, too. So, you know, listen to that. Yes. Here is a note on a Monty Python movie that we will talk about sometime coming up. Maybe even the next episode because of how the timing works. We'll, we'll see what Jody and I decide to do. Uh, but during this time, 
Victor Lowndes, head of London Playboy, wants to do a film, and he eventually sold the idea to Hugh Hefner. Yes. And it's irksome because it's the one damn Monty Python movie that you can't get between Netflix and, and Amazon because it's owned by Playboy. <laughs> yeah. Now, I purchased the DVD recently, so I do have it. If you can uh, buy the DVD on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have watched it many times because I had it on VHS forever until I no longer had a VHS player. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, we, we will talk about that sometime soon. Just want to mention this is the point of time where it starts to be requested by people. March 13th, 1970 was the first major script meeting for the second series. According to Palin, they ate too much Chinese food at lunch. <laughs> and so the afternoon didn't go well, but it still went okay. <laughs> uh, they were offered 4,500 pounds for the second series, but wanted 5,000 pounds, which is 1,000 more than the previous series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's the note that I was doing when Jody and I were bantering a bit before we started. That would be $79,000 for 2020 money, which when you for think the whole about series? Uh, for the series, yeah, for, for each wow. person. So it doesn't seem like a whole lot for a popular series. No. But if they were also doing other things to make more money. Mm-hmm. And, and they still weren't. I mean, Python was doing well, but they weren't Monty Python yet. Right. So, yeah, any, anyway. Um, but, the, the, you know, they get a raise. Nice. Uh, on uh, April 14th, they finished the sketches The Boxer and How Not to Be Seen. Ah. Uh, April 20th, they went to Jones's to work on the fifth show. And I've actually got a whole timeline of these from Michael Palin's book, but I'm not going to give every one of them because it gets kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. So going to jump ahead to June 26th, where they did their first studio recorded bits of the second series. Hmm. And then they started doing the live shows too, my actual live shows, because uh, Palin mentions a rehearsal for a charity show on June 28th. So when I, when I say live, that's not the live parts of the episodes, which they also would start to do, yeah. but actual just live shows. Uh, they, they were writing other things too. Some of them were working on screenplays. Some were writing for the labor party, um, you know, speeches and, and ads and stuff. Because um, I, I don't remember if we kept it in there, what was in there, but I know we discussed how most of Python were fairly uh, liberal leaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cleese would have been the most conservative, and and in England he probably is kind of conservative, but in the yeah. American sense that means still pretty liberal. <laughs> so, um, so when Jody said in the last episode you should follow Cleese on social media, uh, you will yeah. also see some political things. Oh yeah, and some, <laughs> some yeah, just some. And keep in mind he is the most conservative Python player. <laughs> Yeah, and that's yeah, and, and and that's that's not very compared to Americans. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, so you're gonna like this next note. It was at this time Palin and Jones started working on a screenplay for a movie called Percy. <laughs> this is the cock transplant movie we mentioned in the Zep episodes where Robert got his nickname. Uh-huh. And Palin mentioned it twice in his diaries, but it seems they weren't a part of the final project. He'd he'd mentioned they'd done some writing, the producers loved the ideas, but then they weren't a part of the final bit. So if you do watch Percy for the Zeppelin or whatever, keep in mind Python 
had involvement in it, you know, earlier, but not not in the actual finished product. And uh, okay. I think I've mentioned this note, I, but I've got it here again. So what the hell? Uh, the Oxford duo were more laid back. Yeah. And um, of course, I will get into the Ox, like the different universities in the series three. So <laughs> foreshadowing. Ooh, who is it, James? Tell us. No, no, you must wait. <laughs> Unless I've already slipped in the series one and then, you know, I think you did, but that's okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, they were more laid back. They wrote a lot more because they didn't mind if it was bad. Um, and here's where you might also figure things out. Cleese would be too much of a perfectionist for that. Uh-huh. Uh, but Chapman's drinking was also getting a bit bad, but not as horrible as it would be. And they were all still casting in a fair and balanced way. Like we mentioned in series one. Yes. And by the second series, Graham and Ian, Ian McNaughton, their director, uh-huh. were drinking a lot at lunch. Uh-huh. Uh, Graham still wasn't too bad, but they would try to get his big parts in before lunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one time, Palin used a clipboard as the other character with a script taped to it so Graham could read off the clipboard. <laughs> and, uh, Ian would get so pissed at lunch that they just drag him to the rehearsal recording room and then do it themselves. <laughs> but to be fair, uh, they, they all did drink some. Yeah. Now, Palin mentions Chapman's bottle of scotch, helping everybody with filming. <laughs> so, yeah. It's just that, you know, it's, it's that thing where you sure drink, have a good time, but you can't let it affect the actual product. Right. You know, that's, that is one of the things I will agree with Gene Simmons on. And yeah, and, and Paul, Steve Harris, yeah. and Steve Harrison. But I agree with Paul and Steve on a lot of things. Anyway, I tend to kind of be harsh on Gene, even though yeah. he's accomplished more in his life than I ever will. <laughs> but that doesn't mean I can't call him out. That's exactly what satire is. Yes, people further down the rung, calling out people further up. <laughs> yep. Because as John Cleese says, if you're doing it the other way, it's just bullying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know if we mentioned this. I'm sure we did. Okay. But the bugger at the span end of the Spanish Inquisition episode, where at the very end, credits come up and you just hear Michael Palin go, bugger. Yeah. Uh, wasn't going to make it through the censors, but they actually fought for this one and got it. Okay. Little neat thing. November 3rd, Michael Palin and his wife, Helen, went to go see the Scaffold Show, which included Mike McGeer. You remember who that is? No. But you're going to tell us. Actual name is Mike McCartney, brother of Paul McCartney. Oh, yeah. Who we mentioned in the sweet episode. Yeah. <laughs> and whose brother Paul shares a birthday with Jody. Yes. Uh, and, and we could go into the next arc and, you know, there's some other things that might come up. I'm not sure. It depends on what I find interesting when we get there. But did want to mention that because it harkens back to a previous episode. Hark. The Herald Angels Sing. <laughs> Or, bro, let me tell you about this king. <laughs> of course, you started singing. You started singing, and that reminded me of the one of the Peanuts Christmas specials. <laughs> what, what's your line, Sally? Hark! And then Harold Angel sings. Sally, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and there is an actual payoff for that later on in that special. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's uh that, that's that's off topic <laughs> yeah i was about to add to that but yes 
moving on. <laughs> December 1970, uh, they discussed mm. starting. Oh, oh, December. Christmas Heart. special. <laughs> <laughs> they started writing a new series for Harold the Angel. <laughs> uh, just so uh, December 1970. So this is after series two, uh, yeah. but they discussed starting to write the next series, a new series, the following November. Uh, Cleese actually wanted to wait an extra year, uh, but Palin said he knew John would be ready at an earlier day because that's just John being John wanting to push things off and he knew everybody else would be anxious and ready to go so cool. anyway um, but that that's actually that's actually it except for the episode stuff unless you have non-episode things that you would like to bring up i do not cool well in that case uh what we've done 10 episodes so far so we're ready for yes. episode 11 how not to be seen <laughs> this this sketch i mean uh, yeah I know it's it's not the first one, is it? Where's uh no, it's not the first one. It's not. So I'll, I'll wait till we get there. But I love the sketch, the the eponymous sketch. Yes. Any 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 way. Um, I'm not sure what my first one is. Oh yeah, I've actually got a couple notes on one of the first sketches. So uh, where would you like to start, my good man? Um, <laughs> my first note's not till the job hunter one. Oh well, in that case, I've got a couple. Uh, just want to mention first sketch, the conquistador coffee. First, darkly hilarious, if you like dark humor. Yeah, I love dark humor. <laughs> that would be a good Patreon episode if we ever decide to do Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, they do more joke signs because we've mentioned that in a previous episode. So just thought I'd bring it up because of British laws. Uh, it's, you know, Cleese would actually hold up a sign saying, this is a joke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they made fun of British laws. Um, they they do some repeating groove things, which is reminiscent of the deja vu. Mm -hmm. More stripping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my next note is the skit after the job hunter. Okay. So, well, the, the job hunter one is uh, Jones comes in looking for a job. And and Cleese, as the person who's interviewing him, keeps trying to buy stuff from him. Like his briefcase and <laughs> all, you know, I think his jacket or something, wasn't it? Just all sorts of things, various, you know. Yeah. But I'm here for the job. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You get the job, but I get the coat, the shoes, the briefcase, and the socks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, was that what you had on there? Yeah, that's that's the only one. My notes are short. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got more on this one than I do the next couple. Uh, next okay. next get is uh, something they couldn't do now, or at least they couldn't do without – adding things to it because it does make fun of the Chinese. Uh-huh. Well, but specifically the Chinese communist party, the communist party. Um, but another reason why they couldn't do it now, not just because of politically correctness, that would actually be secondary. People actually care about selling shows to China. Now, you know, Disney won't yeah. do certain things because otherwise China won't do it. NBA players had to apologize for tweets. Uh, but the other nice thing about this skit, it also makes fun of American foreign policy. <laughs> <laughs> yes it does it very much does and and the whole vietnam thing of you can't let one country call fall to communism or they're all gonna fall yeah which which is why we invaded vietnam um just sort of a historical ooh, ooh ready yes context Ooh, drink oh i did ah i need to slow down i'm <laughs> i think i'm already halfway through this beer <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I am ready to move on. Sure. 
what oh. the uh wait uh well okay which one are you going to well the very next one was the chrome toothpaste <laughs> yeah. which, which 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 i think uh that's another conrad poos thing isn't it oh is it i thought this was the oh well yeah yeah it's it's a, a huckster salesman ad guy trying to sell chrome toothpaste and then it goes into yeah 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 and actually i started laughing because my chrome toothpaste note is on episode 13 not this one it's a good no. one here but it gets better in a couple episodes yeah so i'm ready to go and solve murder through train timetables which, which is the next one right the agatha christie sketch yes my, my only note on this is that the guy who wrote it is in the sketch after it <laughs> the, the, the the character who wrote the agatha christie thing is is a character in the sketch after the agatha christie thing <laughs> my, my my only notes is that i find it funny because it's solving murder through train timetables yes. well how could you have done that because that's only the 815 through cranberry oh i did that one because i had the buffet but the buffet doesn't go on saturdays damn it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, then, and then they're just throwaway lines i honestly I watched this one quite a while back i just know it's either this get or one of the next ones coming up but throwaway line oh it's it's not this one it is yeah it, it's it's in one of the following ones because then they talk about they have playwrights and and film directors and everything and mm -hmm. uh, they have this throwaway line where the, uh, a person who's talking about film goes where's the ambiguity over there in a box <laughs> So in, in, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I guess the, the, the film director slash dentist Martin Curry sketch is everybody had, well, not everybody. The, the one, the one character had uh, big teeth, <laughs> like the big, you know, big fake teeth. Well, yeah. Cause, cause the director actually had big teeth. Yeah. So, so all the made, characters in the movie had, had, I don't know what you're laughing about. This is what, <laughs> yeah. No, my my next one after that wasn't until the uh, Crackpot Religions Limited sketch. One of the best damn religious parody spoof sketches ever made. Yes, I I had a note that I was kind of kind of wondering if this predates the uh, prosperity gospel. Eric Eric Idle's character. I, the other note I had was Eric Idle's character. His hair was accurate for a like a television preacher so and but they would have had televangelists by now and people on tv so even yeah and even before the prosperity thing which i don't know if it's anywhere outside of america mm -hmm. or not it, it's what is that that's the the weird christianity batshit crazy sect who think that if god loves you you're going to be rich yeah like if you have a lot of money it's because you're you're blessed you don't right. want to give it away. It's it's their way to be fucking greedy bastards. Yeah. I, I don't know if that goes outside of America, but I know there are televangelists like that in England and Britain. Yeah, I imagine there are. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> I, I do have some more notes on this sketch, but I can also move on um... to... No, it's still a little bit. like uh, Then they start talking to other... I, I love the whole sketch. I love the live part. I love the animation part. The animation's great because it shows a preacher who's obviously really mm -hmm. the devil. Uh, but yeah. then it shows other ministers, preachers too, because there's Archbishop Gumby. Yeah. Archbishop Shabby, which is Ken Shabby, one of Michael Palin's old characters. Yep. And Archbishop Nudge from Eric Idle's <laughs> initial, like the first sketch written for Monty Python, the Nudge, Nudge, Say No More sketch. Yeah. Um, I, I, Arthur Name is the character's name. Yeah, but they actually call him Archbishop Nudge, don't they? 
I think they do, but I think the I think his his name in the nudge nudge sketch is Arthur Nay. Uh, but yeah, Ken Shabby and Mr. Gumby. Cool. Terry Gilliam also reprised his role as the nude organist. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I have a note on that that uh, in that section, Eric Idle plays a character that looks and sounds an awful lot like John Lennon. His only line is, "I'm starting a war for peace." <laughs> yeah <laughs> now you, you mentioned the uh there, there was an animated section yeah it's where minister keeps his smile keeps getting wider and wider until his head pops off and you see a devil and they're going ah, rah, rah. so at, at the end of the scene which is is on it was not in the original broadcast but at the end of the at the animation section they've restored this so if you watch it on netflix or if you buy the blu-ray as it cuts to some crosses it's it's not on netflix oh, i just not watched, on i just watched this one a day or two ago okay and it's not, so not there it's on the blu-ray so what they cut out was gilliam animated like these crosses but it's like as it pulls out they're actually telephone poles if i remember right jesus is actually on one of them and that's why the censors objected to it yeah yeah jesus and i think the other two too the two thieves yeah. that are typically associated with them on golgotha yeah yeah, yeah three, three of them are there and Yep, they're they're hanging up on telephone poles. <laughs> so yeah, that was cut out of the broadcast, and I guess, like James said, it's not in the Netflix. But if you watch it on the Blu-ray, it's in there. I see a good reason to get the Blu-rays, like you did. Yes, I thought so. Yeah, it's interesting. You can look this up online, and you have people writing about it because they find it fascinating. Uh huh. Were you going to mention the Satan part of the cut? I no, I did not have a note about that. Uh, in that same scene. Uh, it it kind of goes from, you know, just seeing Jesus on the telephone pole. Then it kind of goes to a World War, either one or two officer who's doing a communications officer and he's talking to somebody and then kind of pans out and the ground splits open and the devil pops out and he's got some signs. It's hilarious. It's quite funny, uh -huh. but goes and then he like, he goes, Oh, is this a bad time? And then turns into a bat flaps away, which goes into the next sketch. Yeah. You'll see. People online talk about it being a, what do they call it? Um, a, some websites say he's Jewish, a Jewish Satan, because he says oi there. But but it's not British slang. Oi is common. Hey, oi, mate. And yeah. it's not oi vey. He doesn't no. say oi vey. He just says oi. Is this that's a bad a, time? That's a British thing. It's a British thing. It is not an anti-Semitic thing he doesn't look and he doesn't look jewish he just looks like a weird terry gilliam drawn satan so <sighs> people need to lighten up and not think that everything in there is something that we wouldn't do now right so and i just want to mention that but then yeah he then he would puff into a bat fly away and go into the next oh and they did remove an instance of the word cancer and in here too, just like the black spot sketch that we talked about, just just to mention that they also took that out, but which but anyway, is anyway. put back in the Blu-ray. No, oh, cool. It's not in Netflix. <laughs> so the next sketch dun, dun, dun. is the title of the episode: "How Not to Be Seen." I love this one. Mister Jones is in the middle of the field. You know, we're showing you how not to be seen. Mister Jones, can you stand up? Mister Jones stands up. Bang! Shot, yeah. Good shot. Falls over dead. This is just shown the first thing you do not want to do if you do not want to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> and then, it, then it gets to the point where they don't stand up, so they get blown up. 
Or if they don't even want to be involved in the whole thing, they track them down on holiday and blow them up. <laughs> so one of the things I thought was funny about this sketch is one of the one of the characters that they say is hiding is is you know trying not to be seen is a Mrs. BJ Smegma. <laughs> yeah. Everything about that name is funny. I'm going to let you decide if you want to tell our listeners what smegma is, but I'm good with not. No, that. that's what Google's for. Yeah, you, you all go figure <laughs> out that cottage cheese bullshit yourself. But anyway, we have to stop there because further scenes are too violent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything else on this episode. Well, no, I do, uh, but I'll let you. I've, I've The only other one I have is the interview and filing cabinet sketch that references back to the how not to be seen sketch. And the ending where uh, yummy, 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 I've got love in my tummy also does it because we have the band here to play, but all does is show uh, big boxes where they're hiding. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, Would also like to point out that that's uh, one of Homer Simpson's favorite songs. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Uh, And the episode ends with uh, Monty Python's Flying Circus again in 30 seconds. They literally run through the entire episode in 30 seconds or less on fast forward. Well, yes, because it's, uh, and, and now Monty Python, they don't actually say 30 seconds, though, right? They just say, and now Monty Python again, but then they do it in 30 seconds, yeah. right? Yeah, something like that, yeah. And that's how people discovered the Jesus saw on the telephone pole and the Satan coming up thing because. because <laughs> yeah, they left it in there. They left the little snippets of that in the the quick you know if you pause it in time you can see it yeah <laughs> but that's what i has so if uh, you have yeah more, that's that's it that's all i got cool i don't actually have much on episode 12 I, I might have a bit episode 12 is spam 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 spamity spam <laughs> yes palin said spam was the first one recorded for the series in his diary uh, Wikipedia actually has this one correct, I think, because I have a note that says it's a good resource, but you should always check those references. <laughs> yes. The Black Eagle phony period film thing starts it, and then they do the and now thing and the opening sequence. Yeah. It, all, my note says the Black Eagle would fool anyone into thinking another show is actually being aired uh-huh. until a few minutes in when Klee shows up in the shot. <laughs> <laughs> The, the next sketch was the Dirty Hungarian phrase book. <laughs> My nipples explode with delight. <laughs> yeah, I've said that several times in the Monty Python episodes, and this is where it's from. Yes. My hovercraft is full of eels. <laughs> do, do, do you want, wa- want, want. <laughs> to come back to my place? Bouncy, bouncy. bouncy. <laughs> Matches, matches. Oh, yeah. oh matches. Yeah. <laughs> no, just somebody took a phrase book and translated it to make it dirty. Uh, yep. <laughs> oh, it damn good. Uh, which, which was Michael Palin's character, Alexander Yalt. <laughs> because, <laughs> because the next sketch is him on trial for selling this phrase book. <laughs> yeah, it does suck because some things are dated because we've talked about various game shows and, and TV yeah. shows that they base these off of. And and here's a reference to Take Your Pick, a game show that w- nobody in America would know. And even people now in England are probably like, oh, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. 
yeah the the world forum communist quiz <laughs> oh <laughs> all the all the all the the major communist you know rev- revolutionaries karl marx vladimir lenin mao Zedong, Zedong. and uh who, who was the fourth one wasn't shy chai was it yeah yeah shay 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 Che Guerrero or yeah. whatever his name is. Yeah, he was the fourth one. So it was, you know, invite him on and and then he just starts asking him quiz show questions. You know, they, they think they're there to talk about communism. But it's, it's not even communist. It's like Wolverhampton last won the World Cup. <laughs> and what year? Yeah. Oh, this is a trick question. They've never won. <laughs> and, I, and I know I just messed up the teams that they use, but it's that. Oh, but still, yeah. And until they get to the bonus round where they actually ask two normal questions about uh-huh. communism, Karl Marx, right? Because they ask about yeah. the proletariat, and, and then their third question is about <laughs> soccer. <laughs> and uh, I, I love that the communist fathers are playing for a washer and dryer. That's that is hilarious. And he is my my favorite. And then they go on to this art art gallery strikes sketch where I, the the characters from famous paintings go on strike actually leave the paintings that they're in i found this to be hilarious and witty uh, like a f- oh, witty yeah. smart intelligent humor yeah and cleese's character starts doing a speech and he starts overacting so they take him to the hospital for over actors <laughs> that's what it was yeah that includes a richard the third ward a horse, a horse, my kingdom for a horse. <laughs> yeah. No, not the funniest, but it's good. It's yeah. Witty. That's followed by the Gumby flower arranging sketch. <laughs> the Gumby sketch is a good sketch. That's right. You take the flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember who did it in the episode, but I know when they did it uh, live at the O2 Arena, it was Gilliam. Oh, it was Palin. It Palin that did it yeah. originally. The, the next one after that was the final sketch, which is spam. The, the entrance, the, the way that the way that Idol and Chapman enter that sketch. Yeah, the, the married couple. Yeah. And they're lowered on wires <laughs> into their seats yep. <laughs> in the diner. Surrounded and, by Vikings. <laughs> surrounded by Vikings. And, and Terry Jones is the, the waitress in the background and who, who's, you know, takes their order and it's in almost everything spam. Like there's spam, yeah. spam and eggs, eggs, spam, eggs and spam, 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 yeah. spam, spam, eggs and spam, spam, sausage, lobster, thermidor and spam. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't there and, anything without so much spam? Well, this doesn't, I'll eat your spam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like spam. Sorry. Uh, and of course the Vikings are Fred Tomlinson and, and I forget that this and his, Fred Tomlinson singers, I think, is yeah, just the yeah. name of the group. Yeah. And and he's one of the people in the first couple series who would do a lot of the music. Mm-hmm. And it's him and his guys all dressed as Viking going, spam, 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 spam. And then Terry Jones says, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 the Hungarian from the hurt, dirty Hungarian phrase book sketch shows up. It's, it's, oh man. Okay, so in the end credits, if you if you pay attention, the word spam is just added randomly throughout the credits. Yeah, the people's names and, and stuff. Yeah. So I have to tell you, when I was a kid, I'd never tried spam because it kind of sounded gross. But yeah. 
then several years ago, they did the O2 thing, you know, yes. sort of their last hurrah and they're doing all the spam. And that day, night on my way home, I bought some spam at the store. And the next morning, I made a big old fry up with some bacon and eggs and baked beans and stuff. And I added some fried spam. Fucking love spam. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my favorite, but I don't mind eating it. I mean, it's it's not horrible. Yeah, well, fried you know, people, is best. Yeah, fried is best. But, I, you know, I mean, people make fun of it. And I'm like, why do you? It's not it's not that bad. <laughs> it's not. But but anyway, that's, that's what I have. Um, yeah, that's all I got on that episode. Cool. So we should move on to the, from the penultimate to the final episode of the season, episode yes. 13. Royal episode 13. <laughs> December 22nd, 1970. Because <laughs> the, the queen was going to tune in. <laughs> the queen will be watching. Yes. Oh, and that, the- that is the first sketch. The queen will be watching. Cleese doesn't do and now for something completely different. No, and the, the opening sequence was different. Yes. Yeah. And the Wikipedia article says, in honor of Her Majesty the Queen, a shortened and very regal animated opening sequence plays Pomp and Circumstance in place of the Liberty Bell. <laughs> it's, uh, it's hilarious. Now, the coal mine is humor, like it's witty. It's yes. uh, smart and witty. Yes. Um, as is, I think, the toad elevating moment. Yeah. Commercials. So here is the, the crown toothpaste. Again, mm-hmm. this time they have dragons, dragons in the animation. Yes. And do you, did you, do you remember what the dragons' names are? Uh, no, actually, I don't know, fan. Bob and Tom. Are they? <laughs> we, we <talked laughs> that, that's Bob that's my Tom. note on the commercials is <laughs> Bob and Tom. I didn't catch that. Yes. Are you having any luck with the ladies, Bob? I don't know, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> See. And how, and how to feed a goldfish is rather uh well it's right up there terry jones also playing um the mouse organ <laughs> yeah did they make a Denzel reference in that one and this one is a spiny norman appearance yeah and he goes Dinsdale. he's you know says yeah Dinsdale. um which the insurance sketch that takes place right after that is interrupted by the queen switching over i love how they constantly <laughs> interrupt for the queen <laughs> <laughs> And the sketch after that, hospital run by RSM, is, is, <laughs> takes place at St. Gandalf's Hospital. I love, well, um, no, no. The, this is a hospital run by the regimental sergeant major. That's the RSM. Yeah. And he makes the injured exercise, which is oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. hilarious. But then later, they show different hospitals. And there is that's... a St. Gandalf's Hospital for very rich people who like giving doctors lots of money. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. I just my note was ha ha St. Gandalf's Hospital. But yeah, St. Gandalf's <laughs> was hilarious. And there's there's one that this hospital for young women who love doctors or <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that is yes. The next sketch was that is that the Mountaineer sketch that I'm thinking of where Cleese is has double vision or whatever? No, that we've already done that one. Oh, this okay. is just a real brief five second shows Chapman as a mountaineer up on the mountain, like kind of quick. And then my only note is a reminder that Chapman was an avid mountaineer. Yes. But it was he really was. short. It's just kind of a little sketch. Okay. You know, yeah, I was going to say, I thought, I thought that other one had a different title. So, but of course that leads into one of my all time favorites. <laughs> Exploding version of the blue Danube. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Poof. And every beat, <laughs> uh, what fourth note, fourth beat or something. 
some member of the orchestra explodes <laughs> just <laughs> dun, 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 boom dun, 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 boom dun, 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 boom 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 <laughs> well, if i remember if i remember right it isn't the conductor the one with the uh the plunger yep with the plunger yeah <laughs> although it doesn't make sense because you can still hear all the instruments at the end <laughs> yeah but it's <laughs> even when i was a kid the first time i saw that i'm like that's fucking genius that is hilarious <laughs> anyway. even the, the the girls boarding school which is, is a blank screen it's it's a black screen but it's all it's all male voices until the actual lights come on that's you county <laughs> <laughs> a man with a stoat through his head which was played by gilliam <laughs> the lifeboat sketch i had some of the lines written down just because i thought they were great oh it's hilarious i, I don't have any notes on yeah. it yeah funny Still no sign of land. How long is it? That's kind of a personal question, sir. <laughs> um, yeah, then they, they argue who, who's over who's going to be eaten, except that they are all offering to be eaten. Once they settle on what they will be doing, a waitress walks up. <laughs> Remember, they're supposed to be in a lifeboat. The only, the only other thing was the Undertaker sketch. Well, uh, actually, before that, though, I do have a note that the cannibalism lifeboat sketch is based on an actual criminal case uh, where necessity is not ah. a defense to the charge of murder. It's a R versus Dudley and Stevens, and it concerns survival cannibalism following a shipwreck. And ah. I won't get more into it, but it actually did give some sympathetic things to famous castaways that made people think, well, I would fucking do that. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, I, I think I mentioned in series one that the undertakers are some of my favorite sketches and that would oh yeah go into this one too because it's to set up is graham chapman undertaker john cleese comes in with his dead mother in a sack yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like well, what, what can we do and, and chapman's like well we can burn or burn her and both of which are nasty and then kind of looks at her and he yells back fred we've got an eater <laughs> At, at which point the audience revolts <laughs> they, they start revolting, but even well not quite yet because you know cleese is like what what and it's like and then he starts going a little more it's like yeah, make a gravy out of her and, yeah and uh you know we, we can always dig a grave for you to throw up in meaning that you can still <laughs> bury the mother as puke <laughs> and it's at that point <laughs> that the audience revolts that, that's my note is that the audience revolts yep they, they start actually coming up and are attacking the actors in the sketch yeah until <laughs> until the end credits well when, until god save the queen queen comes on because now they think the queen is watching yep and that's what they play over the credits yep oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is that it, yeah i i and I, I still think series two best out of all four of them i would agree i mean yeah. I, I think one and three are about equal and not yeah. far below two right and I still enjoy four, but it is definitely not my favorite. True. Uh, I've got several things that I will mention when we get to four, but <laughs> I, no, I, 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 I agree though. I, I do enjoy four. It's definitely lacking something, which we'll talk about when we get to four. So I won't say what that is, but. Uh, and, and it does have moments of genius. Oh yeah. But I'm good. If you're good. I'm great. All right. Tony, the tiger. <laughs> voiced That's by the Grinch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, he was. Yeah, but anyway, it is 10.30 my time, so I'm ready to wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that note, 
Share us with your friends and family. Yeah. Come visit us on social media places. Yeah. Well, whatever. Do your shit. Enjoy us. That's the most important thing. It is. Enjoy us and send us beer. Ooh. Okay. So the the two most important things (laughs) are enjoy us, send us beer, and rate us. Three. Three three most important things. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. All of you out there expected this. (laughs) I I didn't. Because nobody expects the macabre Inquisition. <laughs> Good place to leave it. I thought so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, hope you've enjoyed Series 2 Monty Python. We'll be back with more Monty Python eh, soonish. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, something, something, something. I'm James. <laughs> okay. Something, something, something. I'm Jody. <laughs> and, well, something, something, something. Y'all later. <laughs> Ew. Wait, what? <laughs> Bye. (laughs) The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. Chill. That's a good boy. Be calm. No. Well, might as well open up my third beer. I grabbed a second one. I know what that thing (laughs) on the end of your arm has been doing. (laughs) (laughs) Shh. No, it's smooth, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, it must be the rum. Innocent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an R against the rum. Huh? I mean, <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> first, first, I think you just guaranteed this episode will not air. In- <laughs> That's what we should call this one. <laughs> they stole it. They stole it. Our precious. Monty Pythons. <laughs> Fast, stupid and pythons. <laughs>